0: Hi friends, I'm sliding into your podcast DMs a little earlier than usual to drop a little bonus episode for you all. I can't believe I'm saying this, but season one ends this Wednesday, and I decided to go out with a bang by introducing our very first history designated episode. I couldn't be more excited for it. I know the Disney history related podcast is a pretty saturated market. And so I thought I'd provide a little taste of what you're in for with the churro for your thoughts, history episodes, the podcast researcher, Sam will be teaching me about different aspects of Disney, but he goes beyond just stating the facts. We dive deep into the history, what circumstances made our topics a reality. We laugh and joke, and I get to learn right alongside you all. For season two and beyond, assuming you all love the history episodes as much as I do, I'm hoping to incorporate them more frequently into our rotations. Of course, magical moment submissions and interviews will still be very much a thing in season two. So don't worry. I'm still needing you all to submit those magical moments. If I could describe how our history episodes will be, I'd say they're much like our namesake, warm and cozy, hints of cinnamon for nostalgia, and the perfect amount of crunch to melt in your mouth ratio. Simply perfect. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get alerts for any future surprise episodes. And don't forget to tune in on Wednesday for your full churro for your thoughts fix. I love you all. Thank you so much for your kindness and support. Without further ado, here's our trailer for episode 10, our season finale.
1: My first trip to Disneyland was in 1998. I remember being super excited, walking down Main Street, seeing the castle, and thinking to myself, wow, we're gonna be able to go inside of Sleeping Beauty's castle. We walked up to the drawbridge, and as we neared the front gate to the castle, I noticed there really wasn't anything for us to be able to do inside of the castle except for walk through. And as we walked through and entered Fantasyland, I remember a sense of disappointment. Not because there was anything bad on the other side or it didn't meet my expectations. In fact, I love Fantasyland. I love The wonderful emotions that it evokes, um, where it helps suspend your belief of reality and taking you to this world and land of fantasy. But I was disappointed that I wasn't able to go inside of Sleeping Beauty Castle like I had imagined. Well, just a little bit of background on the Sleeping Beauty walkthrough attraction. It first opened in 1957 And it was open on and off for many, many years, many decades, depending on the time of year, to help eat up crowds and whatnot and give people a place to go on really busy days. But it was never considered a really high-level priority when it came to maintenance and caring for it. So it was kind of left to the wayside, and then it was rebuilt as what many people call the Barbie Sleeping Beauty walkthrough, where they put um, statues and, and facades that's matched more closely to what the film was, as opposed to what the walkthrough had been originally created as, which was a representation of, of the film. Not an exact representation, but just evoking the same feelings. Well, in 2001, the attraction officially closed And so I'm not sure why on my first trip, I wasn't able to go uh, and do that walkthrough attraction. But for whatever reason, my family and I decided to not do it, whether it was not open at that time or um, if it was just something that we weren't interested in or aware of, I'm not sure. So in the late 2000s, when I heard that they were reopening the attraction, they were reimagining it, I began to get super excited. And I got even more excited when I found out that the lead imagineer for reopening the walkthrough attraction was Tony Baxter. And for anybody who doesn't know, Tony Baxter was the lead imagineer for Disneyland Paris at the time, Euro Disney. And he did some absolutely phenomenal things. Um, he, He was also the one that created Big Thunder Mountain. And so I began to get even more excited. This was one of the first times where I really began to dive into Disney history. For me, the Disney parks have never been about suspending belief of, of what is happening in the world or being like a child or anything like that. I've always been fascinated by the history of the parks. And it all stems back to the fact that Walt Disney had no business creating a park let alone a theme park. He was in film. He had never built anything like this before. There was no connection to his business um, as a filmmaker to create a physical park like this. It made absolutely no sense. And yet, out of nowhere, this man comes in and creates a park that surpasses any other park that was in existence at the time in quality and experience. And so I've always been fascinated uh, by how Disney has, uh, the company has put itself in situations where they've created things that it just did not make sense why a film studio was doing such a thing. And so I, I began doing my first deep dive into Disney history when finding out about the Sleeping Beauty walkthrough attraction was gonna be reopening and looked into it more and more. And I looked into the announcements they were putting out about how it was going to uh, look and feel and how they were trying to bring back many of the old experiences that had been there before. So I'm ready for my next trip. We head on out to California, we get to Disneyland. The first attraction that we go to wasn't the Sleeping Beauty walkthrough. And in fact, I wasn't necessarily uh, going on this trip just to see that attraction. I enjoy every trip to Disneyland. But when it came time for us to be able to go on the walkthrough, I did get really excited. And I began walking up the steps and finally was being able to realize a, a, a dream that I had had back in 1998. And to be able to walk through and see all of the dioramas was just stunning and incredible. And I felt like I was reliving history. Because I had heard about these dioramas for, I think it was about a year at this point, about how they had looked when it first opened in 1957. I had heard about the colors. I had heard about the different effects that they had added to it. I had heard about um, some scary parts that I'm going to be honest, I'm glad they didn't include uh, in the recreation of it, but I was so excited to be able to walk through and to be able to experience um, this attraction and to be able to be a part of the history of Disney, to be able to see something that, while it wasn't exactly the same as it was in 1957, evoked the same essence. I felt like I was part of something much bigger than myself, and so... That's why I try to experience as much as I can at Disney parks, even though I may not love all of it. I love to be part of the history and to be able to tell people, oh yeah, I did do that.
0: Okay guys, that is all we're going to give you. I hope it's enough of a taste that you want to come back on Wednesday for our full history dive. Now our history episode will not be about the Sleeping Beauty Castle. It is going to be about the New York World Fair and how it inspired It's a Small World along with other attractions. So can't wait to see you there.